0: Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book
1: club. Today we are into Daenerys nine of A Game of Thrones.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sir Ezra and I are doing a, uh, what do you call it, a double feature here, a uh, double header as we're recording two episodes back to back because I'm going to be on vacation. We're double fisted. The... Yeah. Double fifty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess yep, yep. Do it. Oh, you double something? Right? I don't know. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um Uh, yeah, cuz I'm going to be on vacation the Sunday, well, the Monday cuz next week is uh Labor Day, so I will be that that the, the Where are you day going? this comes up. I'm going to Vegas. Wow. That's right. You got a little uh little collaboration too, don't you? Hmm. Yeah. yeah secret. secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and and I could record, but what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I wouldn't be allowed to release the. You know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You'd have to go to Vegas to hear the episode. Wow. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine yeah. if we recorded something special and it was like, you know, physically Amazing. there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I will cool. say, I will say, I've been to Las Vegas before, and I mean, it's okay. Uh, I just, it's not really like a place where I'm. It's not really. Going to the casinos and stuff—that's just not really my my kind of a thing. So, yeah, I
1: hear you. mean you're not in there gambling, you know, large and just. I mean,
0: I don't, have you yeah, ever gambled? I, yeah, I the one the one the one time I was there before, I played like a couple of the slot machines just because it's kind of fun. Wow! Didn't win, didn't win anything. Saw some guy win a car though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you know What's why can't the... I win? Why can't I? Hey, you can't win if you don't play. Yeah, that's, that's, you're darn right. You're darn right about that. What's
1: the one? Is it is it roulette where the the that they spin the the table or whatever? What's that one called with the, with the ball and the numbers? Oh uh, yeah, what is that? And I don't know. I don't know what that, I Guys, I don't know anything about. It's like Yahtzee or something, isn't it? Get Yahtzee, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh man, I'll never forget. I actually went to uh, a casino and and saw like a big like, guy walk over who looked like they were in the mafia and drop. I mean, literally, they said twenty grand on the table, and I was like. I had $25 down. Just just messing around. It was like they're they were like superstitious about the times that they showed up. They showed up and like five or six of them sat down and one had 20, one had 12. Uh, big winner from the night before had lost everything. He had lost like 30 grand or something crazy and was back. There was smoke everywhere. It was, it was nuts. I so I don't know, man. Be careful. Don't don't take somebody's table. Don't don't take somebody's chair when when it's
0: their time because they're
1: superstitious about that kind of stuff. They get kind of mean, you know. Yeah. So, well, see,
0: I'm not. I'm not. I. You know, that's not really my thing. You know, I'm. I'm just going. To, I got some friends there, so I'm kind of just going to hang out. But I, I don't really need to go to the strip. I mean, if I do, it's like the only thing I would do is see, like see a show. You know, I saw Cirque du Soleil. Um, the first time I was there, that was awesome. You know, I'd love you to know, do something like that again, but I don't really need to go to the casinos you know people are smoking i don't really like smoke yeah I don't like it so all right all right well i mean good luck uh be careful right you know just uh yeah i mean if i win it big you know well it was fun, right. guys see you later <laughs> no i'm joking uh no if you win it big we're going big that's
1: what's happening okay mm-hmm. we've already made that pack that's sealed in blood so i mean mm-hmm. that's done deal so by the way, everyone else listening too, if any of you win the lottery, I swear to the seven, if I don't hear about it and get some something yeah, in return, uh, you're banished from the realm, straight up. So, all right, <laughs> someone's sitting there. They actually have one, and they're just you know living the it's life, tr- not telling right. us. Good God. Um, all right, cool. So so yeah, we're we're doing uh, we're double fisting. We're we're getting a, a, a double feature in here. Um. Wanted to do a quick little featured shout out here, just to Lady Amanda of House Ryan, Captain of the Guard. Uh, she is silent. She is stealthy. Not much. I went. It's funny. I went to go look up some uh, some activity on Facebook, and you know, some people just have Facebook simply because of the the podcast they listen to, and they're not big on uh, social media. But we've uh, she's been a part of uh, the Discord community, and uh, just just a solid uh, individual. So we're happy to have her kind of. Um, on guard if you will on guard so quick shout out to her uh huge thank you to all of our patrons and everyone who who supports the show
0: yeah okay well um we're kind of gonna be guys skipping the uh you know macer study today because we kind of talked about it last week and Sarahs and i are recording these back to back so there's not really a lot to talk about um whoa as well. big news
1: i got some big news i've
0: were we, were, so, were, were, what's the big
1: news Big news here! I we we just took a a short break and and uh, I went down and I, I found out that I have a couple new family members. That's
0: true. That's true. Yeah, I guess that yeah. That, well, that counts. it's 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 not really big news. It's little news because they're it's <laughs> they're real little. They're real small. Uh, but yeah, I just found out. I don't know you you actually maybe
1: I'll leave that edit in. I was gonna do from the last episode when uh, midway through the chapter. I don't typically get interrupted in my in my studio, my fortress of solitude. But I was interrupted, and I was like, "What is, what's the commotion? What's going on? You know, like why are people trying to bother me?" Uh, and turns out we've got a few uh, few members of the family here. We've got a couple um, couple cats, you know, couple couple, well, couple l- new l- little kitties. kittens.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's one yeah, of them so... you called, you know, Sir Pounce, and the other one, you know, Mittens <laughs> or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that is the question. I, I was going to put it out there. Maybe we do some um, get, get uh, a thread going. I don't know what to name these little guys. I think uh, just on initial look, there I think they're both both girls. So we're going to double check that later. But anyways, would love to have some names for them. My niece Rachel's going to come back, and I was joking with with my sister. She's probably going to name them both Sophie, right? You know, she wants <clears throat> to call them Sophie and Sophie. <laughs> I don't know why she's hung up on that name uh, for all of her her pets. She's four, so. Uh, and according to um, you know Rickon, that's a big deal. So you know you can make decisions and things. But anyways, if you guys have a, I was thinking Arya, Sansa, I don't know, thinking of some names out there for these for these little guys. Cersei, Daenerys. Holy cow! No way! No Margaery. way! Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie, uh, there. I feel like it needs to be like a shorter. Like Danny works right. Mm-hmm. But uh, Daenerys, I just don't know. I did have a, a cat back in the day, by the way. Were you were you the one who was with me when Professor McGonagall was killed? Do you remember this? And I'm wow, sorry. wow, dude. You yeah. That? yeah. Oh my. Oh my gosh, that was insane. You, it was almost like Professor McGonagall just knew it was time to go, and just was looking for for a way to end. Uh, so I'm sorry, anyone who who really can't handle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> who can't handle death like this? Here I'm we sorry. Go. This is, you, you're you going to have to share in my pain because I'm reliving it right now. So actually, if, if this is not your thing, please sincerely turn off or, or or skip ahead. And I'm really sorry. But I have to tell you this so you guys understand. Some of, uh, this is me opening up with, with the realm. And, and it was, the reason I'm bringing these kitties up is it's a big deal. You know, I had my, my first pet was a, was a cat. Uh, her name was Goliath. Yeah, I had no idea that Goliath was a, whatever. I just didn't know. She was, whatever. Goliath was a cool name. So I named my cat Goliath. Get over it, but um, my second cat uh, was uh, her. Her name was she's a Black Cat Professor McGonagall. You know, I love McGonagall for some reason, <laughs> so she looked like that cat, you know, in the in the in the movie. So I went with that, um, and just was super old. I think we were in uh, we weren't in high school. were we we, we might have just been. Well, we would have had to have been in high school. Were we in high school? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, and one night my my parents are are leaving. We're about to leave too. Um, I think they're going to church or something, and we're in the car. Or we're we're hanging out just outside and about to get in. Maybe your tracker or my oldsmobile. I can't remember. And the garage door. So they're they're backing out, and the garage door at the end of the driveway. Dad hits the the button. Garage door is coming down, and I see Professor McGonagall. God start walking into the garage and, and you know she was old she's blind i mean she's she's kind of losing it she can't really hear that well and i'm like you know well i'm like i'm like froze i i didn't know what to do i'm like no i'm like go 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 you know i'm trying to like get in there i mean I, i'm way far away from. there's like nothing i can do and
0: <laughs> i
1: can't believe i'm sorry i'm sorry man i'm sorry she's she just walks and then she literally stops. She stops underneath. <laughs> it's terrible. I love that. I love that cat so much. Oh my it was, god! And she died. She died by the garage door. It just. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not funny. But you anyway, She was old. It was her time. And I think she just kind of knew that. Like, like you know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Actually, I. I don't. I generally. I generally. <laughs> It's a true story it's a true story though I mean I don't know what else to tell you guys it's it's on my mind it's on my heart and I had to get it out you know so oh my I have not mourned Professor McGonigal in years oh, me I'm sorry'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's... I might start crying, bro. I might start crying.
0: It's, it's so she just stood funny. there.
1: She just stood there, and that I was—I, I, it was like I was Sansa watching Edard Stark, and I, there was nothing I could do. It was horrible. It was horrible. Thanks.
0: Thank you for sharing. Thank, Thank you
1: for sharing. <laughs> if anyone wants to go to cat therapy with me, like, let me know. Well, oh, uh, okay, God. so
0: you need to get, um, you know, they make these, uh, things for garage doors now as, yeah, since you have two new sen- two new cats, they're sensors, right. so that, that kind of a thing doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I don't, I actually think we intentionally did something, I don't know, like we bent the sensors up because, or we, we put them higher than the cats or something, I don't know, because I remember we had, because they, we, they'd always trip the garage door, you know, and it'd be stuck halfway, and we're like, what the, you know, what the heck, um, Wow, ah, oh, wow! Hold on, I crazy. Just
0: need a second to recompose myself after you know shooting milk like yeah. out of my nose and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me, let me gather myself <sighs> here. Take a drink of it. Yeah, <sighs> Ali, that's why I get you know. Next time Sir Pounce shows up, I you, and I get emotional. <laughs> you guys know why? I mean, and I know I was laughing, and it maybe wasn't funny, but it's like it, it wasn't funny. But I like afterwards. It's not, I remember... it's,
0: it's not funny, but it's the way in which you're telling the story is what's is what's <sighs> funny.
1: Because looking back on that like I I just I'm pretty sure I was I was telling friends I'm like it just people were like no way they didn't happen I'm like yeah it did it was just ah it was awful.
0: So anyways, first cat right, I've had well, first cats I've had since then. So okay.
1: All right then. All right, here we go. Woo! All <coughs> right. Yeah, so as you were saying, we are skipping over the Maestro's study. Maybe we will cover uh you know cats in in uh, King's Landing next time. We'll we'll go over that if I can handle it. Um so with that, then I guess we're just jumping into the uh the old reread, right? Yeah,
0: here we go. Uh woo. All right. Um last uh last week we were talking about Sansa 6. Uh it's where Sansa was in a deep depression after the execution of her father. Uh, joffrey arrives to you know beat her into attending him into court after that he takes her to the ramparts to see the heads of her father and household for a few moments sansa has the opportunity to push joffrey off the wall but it disappears too soon Mm. Uh, you know much like ezra's ezra's cat had that opportunity (laughs) to get in too Too soon soon. yeah too Too soon soon. um god Okay, so last time we were with Daenerys, uh, actually not that long ago, Khal Drogo had fell off his horse. Daenerys had ordered the Calisar to halt and call for Mira Mazda. The god's wife declared that only blood magic would save Khal Drogo. As the rite is being performed, Drogo's blood risers attempt to intervene. A fight ensues in which Ser Jorah Mormont is injured, and all of Drogo's blood risers are killed. Daenerys starts to hemorrhage, and Ser Jorah carries her into Drogo's tent. Mm. This yeah. week, Daenerys has a terrible nightmare during her long recovery. She wakes to learn that her child was born dead, a twisted monstrosity. When she visits with Drogo, he is comatose. Uh, Mira says that he is alive. Daenerys is horrified by the cost of the blood magic. That, uh, that night, she attempts to revive Drogo. but By morning, knows he is gone forever and smothers him with a pillow. Ah oh, man. <clears throat> wow.
1: A lot of death going on. Um Jesus. Jamie, But but no, this actually this chapter is all of the Daenerys chapters that uh we we've, we've been reading. Like this it, it it picks up a notch. I mean, you've got like more on her dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like the waking mm-hmm. of the dragon and stuff. So, I know you like to read the first part, so we'll. that's
0: really what what it starts starts off as, uh, right. this dream yeah. she's going through. Uh, Wings shadowed her fever dreams. You do not want to wake the dragon, do you? She was walking down a long hall beneath high stone arches. She could not look behind her, must not look behind her. There was a door ahead uh, of her, tiny in the distance, but even from afar, she was sure that it was painted red. That's that red door that that, uh, this is like the first time you 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 really start to see it and it comes up bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. That red door Daenerys keeps seeing. She walked faster and, and her bare feet left bloody footprints on the stone. You do not want to wake the dragon, do you? She saw the sunlight on the Dothraki Sea, the living plain rich with the smells of earth and death. Wind stirred the grasses as they ripped, rippled like water. Drogo held her in his strong arms and his hand stroked um, her sex and opened her and woke uh, that sweet wetness that was his alone and the stars smiled down on them stars in a daylight sky home she whispered as he entered her and filled her uh with his well, well okay there's just a lot of stuff going on there yeah, um, a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah i was like wow yeah. okay all right okay uh but suddenly <laughs> the stars uh, were gone and across the blue sky swept the great wings and the world took flame don't want to wake the dragon do you Sir Jorah's face was drawn and sorrowful. Rhaegar was the last dragon, he told her. He, he warmed uh, translucent hands over a glowing with where stone eggs smoldered red as cold coals. One moment he was there, and the next he was fading, his flesh colorless, less substantial than the wind. The last dragon, he whispered. Then as a wisp, he was gone. She felt the darkness behind her, and the red door seemed further away than ever. Don't want to wake the dragon, do you? Visteria stood before her, screaming, The dragon does not beg, slut. You do not command the dragon. I am the dragon, and I will be crowned. The molten gold trickled down his face like wax, burning deep channels in his flesh. I am the dragon, and I will be crowned, he shrieked. Um, you know, the dream continues on here. After, uh, Don't want to wake the dragon. The red door was so far ahead of her as she could feel the icy breath behind sweeping up on her. If I... Uh, get caught she would die a death that was more than death howling forever alone in the darkness she began to run don't want to wake the dragon um, she could feel the heat inside of her a terrible burning in her womb her son was tall and proud with drogo's copper skin and her own silver golden hair violet shaped eyes like almonds and the smile as he smiled for her and began to lift his hand towards her but when he opened his mouth the fire poured out She saw his heart uh, burning through his chest, and in an instant he was gone. continues on a little bit. Don't, or wake, want to wake the dragon. Ghosts lined the hallway dressed in faded remnants of their kings. In their hands were swords of pale fire. They had... Hair of silver and hair of gold and hair of platinum white, and their eyes were opal and amethyst, tourmaline and jade. Faster, they cried. Faster, faster. She raced, her feet melt, uh, melting the stone wherever they touched. Faster, the ghost cried as one, and she as she screamed and threw herself forward, a great knife of pain ripped down her back, and she felt her skin tear open and smelled the stench of burning blood and saw the shadow of wings, and Daenerys Targaryen flew. Wake the dragon. Mm. Yeah, the, it continues on a little bit more after that uh, the door loomed before her the red door so close so close the hall was a blur around her the cold receding um, behind and now the stone was gone as she flew across the Dothraki sea higher and higher the green rippling breath of all that lived uh, the breath fled in terror from the shadow of her wings she could smell home she could see it there just beyond that door green fields and great stone houses and arms to keep her there um she threw open the door you know the the dragon yeah
1: yeah so pretty uh intense mixture of things right i mean it's it's um i don't know like it, it reminds me of the chaos at the end of this last chapter where you know uh Caldro goes in there you've got shadows dancing around we saw like a burning man we saw like a a, a wolf uh, some craziness happening there so once she goes in I, I can almost imagine that uh, and she's been out for a, a, you know a little bit a little time here uh, having this fever dream or whatever and things are, are are nuts in in the dream you've got the waking of the dragon you're you're seeing a tie back to the red door possibly uh, we can talk about Lemongate. I kind of put it in the Cool Connections, uh, a theory that Lemon, I have. Lemongate. Hey, yeah, I mean, seriously. So <laughs> the whole Red Door situation, it comes up so many times there, and she's just wanting to get back home. Um, so we can talk about maybe her childhood a little bit. We'll, we'll get back into that later. That's some subconscious stuff coming up in, in her in her dreams. Uh, we, we hear her brother, right, that being the dragon, uh, it, trying to be the dragon. And we really get, man. There's there's also a real crazy parallel between what is happening to her and her dream, and what actually the air quote monstrosity that comes out of out of her, and that uh, that her son ends up being, uh, according to Mazder, right. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. There's there's so there's a there's a magical uh, uh you know elements to this chapter. Things that happen to Jorah. Also, like his gaunt face and the death there, um, the things that happened to him, it's just it's, it's nuts. It was, it was a bad idea to bring her into that tent. That's all there is to it. Um, the horse was supposed to be the sacrifice, right, for Caldrogo. For Drogo. Uh, Danny thought that was the price that was, that was being paid. But anyways, it, you know, when she wakes up, she learned, she'll, she'll learn more about that. But this dream, I mean, it's, it's nuts. What do, what, what do you think about it, sir, Matt? It's like, what's going on in this dream?
0: Well, a little bit of it, um, you know, one of the things I I saw uh, of it, you know, when it's talking about Daenerys and possibly having wings, you know, we think about her like being a dragon. I just keep thinking about that shot in season eight, right, when she's walking and Drogo or, you know, Drogon flies behind her and has his wings out and it makes her look like a dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, we do get a little bit of the Red Door. You know, we're going to talk about Lemongate a little bit, Um, but a lot of it, you know, she sees. Possibly old Targaryen kings. She, she you know, she sees. Um, it's like some things that are. It's kind of. It's kind of. It's very similar to that uh, dream Bran has. I think it's Bran three earlier in this book, where, um, you know, just seeing a lot of of images of things, and um, she's seeing some things that have happened. Like right, like her brother getting uh, Viserys getting the crown of, of gold. Um, right. You know, and and some things like her son growing up, but then he's ripped away. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of like a whirlwind is, is the way it kind of, it looks to me.
1: Yeah. Do you see how this, uh, like, like when you, when you look at the book and you look at the structure of this, the whole, uh, the, the italicized phrase is mm-hmm. repeated over and over again. So it starts off, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you exclamation mark? Then again, it repeats, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you? So that's twice. Now it changes a little bit. Don't it, instead of, You don't. It takes that. We just have, don't want to wake the dragon, do you? And then Mm -hmm. again, don't want to wake the dragon, do you? And now we narrow it down. Don't want to wake the dragon. Don't want to wake the dragon. And then, want to wake the dragon. Wake the dragon, the dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just kind of interesting if you really look at what George is kind of doing there with uh,
0: the dream and how that's that's sort of woven in, in, in there and it's guiding her and I think that's you know maybe that's maybe that's what she sees and that's her justification to think okay after Cal, you know we we'll have the way this chapter ends you know as we already know because we talked about the summary you know she mm-hmm. and from seeing the show and everything um you know she when she she ends up killing you know cow drogo uh you know she then throws him on the pyre in the final chapter of this of this book and she takes the dragon's eggs in with her and then she wakes the dragons
1: yeah, yeah, and and you know right, we got to mention the red door again because w- yeah you're right exactly we'll get to the yeah, the the heat that's coming off of them and the when Jorah touches them they're cold when she touches them they're hot it's it's weird uh, but the red door it first appears far away when the phrase is you don't want to wake the dragon do you the the red door and home it seems so far away unattainable right. and then as you whittle this down all of a sudden. The red door is so close, right? It, it, the, the door loomed just before her, um, so close, so close. The hall was a blur around her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the cold was then receding behind. Uh, yeah, uh, man, man. So, and she's she's becoming the dragon. The dragon is 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 waking uh, in her. Uh, it's just it's a transformation, really, and, and really what's what do you think about what's happening her with, with her in this? Um, in this tent with the shadows dancing around the, I mean, the dead were there, the dead were there dancing. I mean, it's, it's, uh, some crazy, crazy magic that, that, that's happening. So that is probably a part of what's, what's, um, drudging up this, uh, um, slumbering dragon that's in her, if you will, you know, like what activates it, what, what gets it going? We, we, we talk about, um, at the well, after this chapter, right with the the, the final chapter, uh, more of the transformation. What activates sort of those uh, dragon eggs, and and how do they uh, come to being, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's magic. Magic is back in the world, and it's it's um, it's crazy. There's there's a lot more. We could actually really <clears throat> go piece by piece here. On, on there's a lot in this dream. So if anybody wants to, this is not a part to really gloss over. There there's uh, some some cool stuff here, uh, just in. The, like, like I said, the, the parallel, like the splitting down of her spine and the wings kind of coming out and then her her son having, you know, being a monster. By the way, re- real quick, Sir Matt, I mean, I don't think her son... She, she makes the, the, the remark that well, it's almost like her son was transformed inside of her when she went into the tent. I don't think her son was always like that. No. Right? So I just wanted to <clears throat> clear that up because it's pretty gruesome and crazy. Uh what takes place there but all right anything else on the on the old uh dream here just uh you know
0: that uh kind of comes to mind well no I, I i mean i'm just i'm with you you know and then it ends one part i didn't kind of read here um you know this uh the final part here and she saw her brother Rhaegar mounted on a stallion as black as his armor fire glimmered red through the narrow eye slit of his helm uh, the last dragon, Sir Jorah's voice whispered faintly. The last, the last. Danny lifted his head, uh, his polished black visor. The face within it was her own, almost like a uh, you know Luke Skywalker Dagobah yeah. kind of situation there, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, and so I think she sees herself as the last dragon.
1: Yeah yeah she she's she's taken that over that that uh right she's heard about the last dragon mm-hmm. always believed it was her brother you know he had the, the the wake the dragon mentality and then there it is in her that same spirit uh is is there and and she kind of she kind of figures it out you know something else that's happening too in that dream um there's ice and fire represented you 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 hear you see this contrast between like um icy uh you know um imagery if you will and it's sort of receding away and going behind her uh and she's being drawn closer towards the red door and this uh warmth and and fire if you will so that's it's just subtle uh, in each of those paragraphs but you can kind of see the the that uh that taking place which is cool so i don't know what yeah. that means exactly other than she's you know fire and blood <laughs> yeah right. pretty
0: much um, so she ends up waking up, you know, she, she, she woke to the taste of ashes. No, she moaned. No, please. Khaleesi Jiqui hovered over her, a frightened, uh, doe. The tent was drenched in shadow, still and close. Flakes of ash drifted upward from the brazier, and Danny followed them with her eyes through the smoke hole above. Flying, she thought, if I, I had wings. I was flying, but it was only a dream. Help me, she whispered, struggling to rise. Bring me. Her voice was raw as a wound as she could not think what she wanted. Why did she, why did she hurt so much? It was as if her body had been torn to pieces and remade from the scraps. I want... Yes, Khaleesi. Quick as that, Jiku was gone, bolting from the tent, shouting, Danny needed something, someone, what? It was important, she knew. It was the only thing in the world that mattered. She rolled onto her side and got an elbow under her, fighting the blanket tangled around her eggs. It was so hard to move. The world swam uh, dizzily. I have to. Um, you know, they, they found her on the carpet crawling toward her dragon eggs. Sir Jorah Mormont lifted her in his arms and carried her back to her sleeping silks. While she struggled feebly against him over his shoulder, she saw her three handmaidens, uh, Jogo with his little wisp of uh, mustache and the flat broad face of Miramester. I must, she tried uh, to tell them, I have to sleep, Princess Sir Jorah said. No, Danny said, please, please. Yes, he covered her with silk, though she thought she was burning. Sleep and grow strong again, Khaleesi. Come back to us. You know. And then Mira Mazder, uh, you know, was there, tipping a cup against her lips. She tasted sour milk and something else, uh, something thick and bitter. Warm liquid ran down her chin. Somehow she swallowed. The tent grew dimmer, and sleep took her again. This time she did not dream. She floated, uh, serene and at peace, on the Black Sea that uh, knew no shore. Yeah. So
1: drifting into, uh, yeah, another, another, another dream here. Oh man. So like one thing too, I just real quick, Matt, uh, before we, uh, I I was looking back over some of this to kind of tie this dream into that other dream and to what we're going to have later on. Um, we were talking about her, her, her son a little bit, right. And how the transformation that takes place in her womb or whatever. And I was talking Mm -hmm. about the, the heat and the ice uh she actually sees him and i think you read this right but being tall and proud yeah right? H- having her own silver gold hair violet eyes you know so so she sees that she knows what he was inside of her and she can kind of see that um being she she has a manifestation right in her own mind of of what he would have looked like and then he opens his mouth fire comes out it's like also foreshadowing that the 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 dragons will be her children and um, as I was saying too uh, earlier, that, that she could feel the icy breath behind her, sweeping up on her. So icy breath, this uh, was it was trying to catch her. If it caught her, she would die a death that was more than death, howling forever alone in the darkness. Uh, and, and then she 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 began to run. So I just wanted to. Th- those were some just themes that that I, can, I think kind of carry on through this chapter. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next stream. As you, I think you were right there uh, about
0: to, what. what Read, read it correct
1: what happens mm-hmm. next
0: yeah um <clears throat> you know after a time a night a day a year she could not say she woke again uh the tent was dark it's silken walls flapping like wings when the wind gusts outside this time danny did not attempt to rise eerie she called jiqui dora they were there at once my throat is dry so dry that they brought her water it was warm and flat yet danny drank it eagerly and sent jiqui for more um, you know she's she asked you know, I have been sick uh, the Dothraki nodded how long mm-hmm. yeah. uh, they say long she whispered when GQ returned with more water so that means at least a couple days yeah. Um, yeah is what is what the way I would the way I would kind of view it right um, Mira Mazder came with her eyes heavy for sleep drink she said lifting Danny's head to the cup once more but this time it was only wine sweet sweet wine Danny drank and lay back listening to the soft sound of her own breathing she could feel the heaviness in her limbs as she or as sleep crept in to fill her up once more, bring me, you know, bring I want to hold um you know, yes, the Meiji asks, uh what is it you wish Khaleesi? bring me you know an egg, the dragon's egg, so she's not even asking for her child Would Yeah. she you know
1: she she talks know, about was, that later right she right. she kind of knew already uh during that first that's why I went back to that first dream what she saw and and Right. The heat consuming her womb, right. that the child was was gone.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, still in this delirious state, though, like she, you know, where she can't even think about Cowdrogo. Drogo. She, you know, it's the dragon's egg that ultimately is what she she's asking for. Yeah, um, you know, it almost, it's there's... almost as if it's just calling to her.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it uh, yeah. So the one that they get is the is the um, buttercream one, right, with the and mm-hmm. bronze. What's a, a cool phrase here, dragon dew, she thought. This this precipitation, this um, sweat uh, that that's kind of on her that's taking place. A dragon dew, she thought, right? Her fingers trailed lightly across the surface of um, the shell, tracing the wisp of gold uh, deep in the stone. Uh, she felt something twist and stretch in response. It did not frighten her. All of her fear was gone, burned away. Uh, so there's. it's weird that what... I almost think, and I don't know if anybody's ever talked about this before or not, but you know how she'll say later on, she'll talk about all the death that took place around this tent, and um, did Mazda know that she needed more than a horse to do what she was going to do? Did she foresee that uh, the dance she would do in this tent would draw Danny and others in and would, would, would steal more life? Because she seems, we'll talk, we'll talk later, she pretty well confesses to having the intention to to do harm if you will and absolutely uh, right i mean so what i'm thinking is 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 that uh, even some of the life that is drained and, and stole from jora cuz he's got the limp he's got the gaunt face did it did some of that also go into the dragon eggs by by chance were they nearby where were they at that they i mean i know that or is it that like she lost this life and then the, the ebb and flow somehow she's um you know what 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 causes them to stir i guess
0: you know that's Why now? Th- there's a theory i read um oh god i wish i'd saved it along uh like about a year ago and i was it was when i was beginning to try and work on like a big summer hall theory um yeah. and ultimately you know you and i did a, a, mu- a patreon kind of musing about that um and one of the things i was kind of thinking about was and what this theory was kind of mentioning but it caused me to kind of go in my own direction was um, the you know it's it's possible that some of the eggs that were at Summer Hall are the eggs Danny has now that's 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 mm-hmm. a that's a theory um, yeah. you know because they don't they don't describe all of the eggs at Summer Hall they don't describe all of the eggs that have ever um, existed these three we obviously have clear uh, descriptions up i'm pretty sure if you pull up the ones i think like you could make the argument that at least with one of them is is pretty similar yeah let me pull up that theory give me one second here uh it's th- about the old dragon eggs yeah so it's it's this it's this idea of you know where are where are the dragon eggs <clears throat> and, and still there's the um
1: which where are all the dragon eggs which ones are which and then We'll, well, once you talk about that, we'll, we'll get back to the idea like what causes the these dragon eggs to to become like unpetrified, or maybe that's just how dragon eggs always are. Um, why didn't what happened at Summerhall work, and why is this blood magic? Maybe there wasn't enough blood in the whole fire and blood thing going on at Summerhall.
0: Yeah, right. Um, so if Danny's eggs are one egg was a deep green with, uh bronze flecks that came and went depending on how Danny turned it another was pale cream streaked with gold the last was black as black as a as a midnight sea yet alive with scarlet ripples and swirls um so the dragon eggs that we see at um summer hall uh not give me that um give me a second to pull those up dragon eggs uh, summer hall tragedy at summer hall oh not sorry with the wiki here um but anyway so some of it is some people say that you know it's possible that the tragedy at summer hall uh is like fire and blood right and so it actually kind of like infused it to where it was like ready to go if you had another because of the dragon oh. eggs. the dragon eggs have become like petrified and old you know and they thought like so that, that's how some of that it, they got like infused at Summer Hall.
1: So almost like they were primed. Like they were primed. Right.
0: At Summer Hall.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's, that's interesting. I never thought about that. That's, that's neat. Because that's what I'm, I'm thinking here is it, there's, um, uh, she, she gets comfort in, in having the, the eggs near her. She has mm-hmm. a dream about the dragon waking. Um, so those are little dragons waking inside those eggs. And, um, yeah, blood magic taking place. Uh, uh, the fever, I guess, is also kind of like a fire, right?
0: A fire mm-hmm. inside. Yeah, because if burning. you look at if you look at some of the other, because other people have had eggs, but not all of them have turned into things, right? So, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Maelor Targaryen, Prince Maelor Targaryen, had an egg that was pale green with swirls of silver. Well, Daenerys has one that is pale cream, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and she also has another one that is deep green with bronze. And so, you know, it's possible that these things kind of change over time or, um, you know, whatever. Mm. Then You got another one. uh, Prince Arian Targaryen had one that's gold and silver with veins of fiery colors. And we don't necessarily know what happens to these eggs. Eggs um, egg dragon egg is white with green swirls. Well. Okay, white and green. You got, you know, that's that's certainly uh, kind of similar to to one of those. So some people have made the argument that they are, um, that they're that they're the same eggs.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That'd be that'd, that'd be interesting. Um, huh. So, and you were even you you brought up something too that they, maybe they could change. I never even thought about that, but maybe they do. They could. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like. Maybe over time or, or when when um primed or infused, maybe they maybe they could change. Yeah. Huh. Well interesting. So uh like the like the idea of, of, of that. Um and I guess as as you were talking about that, I was just thinking more about the tent and, and what's happening there and the spell work and things that are taking place. And you do have blood and you, you have fire and blood there uh for activation. Uh, yeah. So and you also have a Targaryen in desperate need of something too. So, mm-hmm. I I don't know if that pl- plays into it or not, but um, you know, it it seems she, she, yeah, maybe even the waking of the dragon or the dream that comes to her too is sort of like, in this time of um, great uh, hardship or peril or whatever, like that's... right? Is laying dormant,
0: but it's activated because of what she's going through. Yeah. So, so um, okay, so. Anyway, so they're, um, you yeah, know, they're bringing her the, the, the dragon egg, you know, as you talk about dragon dew. Um, this is where she's kind of starting to wake up a little bit here. You know, she asked for water, um, you know, a flag, a flagon of water, cold as you can find it, uh, and fruit. Um, as you say, Khaleesi, I want Sir Jorah and a mm-hmm. warm bath and Mira Mazder, um, you know, and Cow and, and Drogo. Is he, you know the cow lives eerie answered quietly yet danny saw a darkness in her eyes when she said the words and no sooner had she spoken than uh, she rushed away to get water she turns to dora tell me i uh, I shall bring you sir Jora, the lysine girl said uh would have run as well but danny caught her by the wrist and held her captive what is it i must know drogo and my child um why had she not remembered her the child until now my son rego where is he i want him Uh, you know she says the boy did not live Khaleesi her voice was frightened Uh, Danny released her wrist my son is dead she thought as Jiqui left the tent she had known somehow she had known since she woke up the first time to Jiqui's tears no she had known before uh, she woke her dream came back to her suddenly and vivid and she remembered the tall man with copper skin and long silver gold braid hair bursting into flame Uh, she should weep she knew yet her eyes were dry as ash uh, she had wept in her dreams, and the tears had turned into steam on her cheeks. All the grief had been burned out of me, she told herself. She felt uh, sad, and yet she f- uh, could feel Rego receding from her as if he had never been. Yeah, that's yeah, that's rough
1: well, and and it, and so there's that theme, right? there's this idea that um the fire, the dragon awaking awakening inside of her is is burning out all of these um. I mean, actually, you can take this all the way to the end of the series that it's uh, why does she go mad? Why does she go crazy? I mean, it's sort of like the tears aren't there. There's no she still will have emotions and she mm-hmm. still has uh, all of that. But here's the start of 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 that. Here's a bit of foreshadowing where where um, when the dragon wakes up and she goes through these these, uh, you know, issues or whatever trials um it's it doesn't affect her the same as maybe it would would affect someone who is not, the air quote dragon. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, really, really interesting. Um. She, uh, oh boy. So so when when Jorah comes in, right? Um. He she actually this is where she she wants him to kind of feel the the dragon eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She um, says she's yeah.
0: What do you, What do you feel? Um, shell hard as rock. The night was weary. Scales, heat, no cold stone. He took his hand away. Princess, are you well? Should you be up? Weak as you are.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So she can
1: sense that, and he can't. So that's really interesting, right? Uh, that and that's also gonna be you. You're in a weird uh place later on when she sees Quaith By the way, uh, I think it's in the next book. Um, no one else can see Quaith Mm-hmm. If you if you when you, when you look at that, so. That's crazy. So she's seeing things that other people aren't. She's feeling things that that no one else can feel. Um, is she going mad right now? Is right. she going crazy? <laughs> I'm just. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, he can't feel it. So uh, and she actually feels, um. Yeah, weak. She questions that, right? I mean, uh, wondering wondering. He wondered if she was well. Uh, she says that she's strong. She feels strong despite everything that's kind of happened uh, to her, and she wants to know how her her child uh, died. And, you know, two pieces here. Not only does does Sir Jorah look the way he looks because of maybe the effects of the magic and the things that were taking place inside this tent, he he also feels uh, responsible for bringing her into that tent. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a believer now, right? I mean, he probably really knows uh, uh, that there were some major consequences for bringing her in and around that tent whatever, this, this, uh, blood magic, you know, ceremony that, uh, Mira Mazder was, was, uh, putting on there in the tent. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when they, when they talk about the, the her, her son, it, it, uh, he can't really bring himself to, to tell her what happened. And it's, uh, and it's Mazder who kind of says that he was a monstrous, he was monstrous. Um, you know, the, she realized at that point that she was a strong woman, that, that even though Sir Jorah is a, uh, a powerful man, um, he wasn't able to deliver that the information, and he didn't have that type of... He hadn't gone through something like this. He couldn't harden himself and just cut straight to the, the truth of it. Uh, and you find out why, why Mirror Master can do that. Uh, but she says, you know, twisted, I drew him forth myself. He was scaled like a lizard, blind with the stub of a tail and small leather wings like the wings of a bat. When I touched him, the flesh... Uh, slothed away or off the bone and inside he was full of grave worms and the stink of corruption he had been dead for years think of that he had been dead for years it actually makes me think that her child was replaced with
0: something again it was stolen from her that yeah, life was but taken haven't some other I'm trying to pull it up here I know that some other Targaryens uh, I thought it was Maegor the Cruel have have yeah. their children have been described very similar as like scales yeah
1: they were, but what she says to kind of counter that is just that my son was alive and strong when Sir Jorah carried me into the tent. I could feel him kicking and fighting to be born. Um, why would she say, you know, he had been dead for years? That's, that's, because uh, you're right. Oh, I know that. Uh, I know that. I'm just, I'm just yeah.
0: wondering, though, if he actually came out, I'm just wondering, is there something kind of these tar- well, he, Targaryen, he, you know, children? and He could have. Kind of-
1: yeah. He could have. And also, also, Danny's very young too i mean so i mean that that's something right that that um being this young bearing her first child i mean that there's a yeah, lot yeah i of, mean uh, yeah right here this is from so from,
0: from i know uh yeah uh, from a world of ice and fire um this is about talking about magor megor's wars against uh, they're talking about the, his wars against the faith uh were further compounded by his many marriages as he strove to produce an heir yet no matter how many women he wedded or bedded he found himself childless he had made the brides of women who he had um, Widowed women uh, who have uh, proved fertility, but the only children born of a seed proved monstrosities, misshapen, eyeless, limbless, or even having the parts of man and woman both. So and, and I know some other people have described this of having kids uh, as like scales. It's um, mm-hmm. oh, is it, what's her name? It's uh, like Rhaenerys, uh Targaryen or Rhaenys, mm-hmm. Queen Rhaenys, right? In the in the Dance of Dragons. Dance. Remember the kid yep. that's in her that she's screaming? She's like, get out, get out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it has happened uh, to Targaryens, for sure, for sure. So, um, it's just... Inter- and so, even if this would have been Rhaenyra, a... Uh, Rhaenyra, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Even, even if this this uh, child inside of her would have been born like that, it's sort of, whatever death and disease laid on uh, this baby was not there before. That's sort of what it, you know, it, it may have came out with... with um, you know who knows with with uh what to say the scales wings and all that other stuff maybe it does come out kind of looking like that but it's it's the bit that's like the death in the and the and the flesh that was coming off of the bone um the stink of corruption for and sure he had been dead for years that that is i think the the piece that was added um that that's the mad that's the has happened uh, with all the shadows. I mean, Sir, Sir Jorah explains it, right? He, he, he said that there were shadows dancing around there. And that's what he saw. Um, Cause she says to Danny, that may be as it may be saying, you know, kind of conceding that point when she says, I could feel him kicking and fighting to be born. And she says that may be as, as it may be uh, yet. The creature that came forth from your womb was, as I said, death was in that tent, Khaleesi. So she's kind of saying, putting those, th- those together. All I know is this is what came out. Um, maybe it was altered because of the death that was in the tent. Um, and then Jorah says, only shadows. Uh, I saw Meiji. I saw you alone, dancing with the shadows. Uh, and then she says, the graves cast long shadows, Iron Lord, long and dark, and in the end, no light can hold them back. The night, and I, I wanted to finish there, and the night is dark and full in of terrors. Full of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um... So, so here we go. So, uh, Sir Ser- Jora had killed her son. Danny knew he had done what he did for love and loyalty. Yet he had carried her into a place no living man should go and fed her baby to the darkness. now he didn't mean. I don't think he knew that exactly. He was hoping he 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 took her in there to save her life, um, and because she of you know she was uh the the complications she was having, uh, right. So, he knew it too, the gray face, the hollow eyes, the limp. The shadows have touched you too, Sir Jorah, she told him. The knight made no reply. Danny turned to the god's wife. Uh, You warned me that only death could pay for life. I thought you meant the horse. No, Miramazdur said. That was the lie you told yourself. You knew the price. Had she? Had she. If I look back, I am lost. So, this is a a phrase she kind of repeats to herself, right? She has to keep pressing forward. Um, you know, and she, she can't look back, uh, uh, her path is, is, is forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think she, she kind of, uh, I don't know that she did, you know, maybe, maybe there's something there, like she's being warned by the Dothraki about, about this woman and, and her magic and, and to not trust it. But, uh, she very clearly, I think she dismisses, uh, everyone here in a second, right? Um, first she wants to see where where Khal Drogo is but she'll talk to to Miramaster later and like straighten this out like you're a liar. <laughs> you did not uh lay this out very, very very clearly. You did not explain the consequences. So. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they they head over to see Caldrogo. Drogo. Uh, they, they she she said come I will take you uh, to him and uh kind of helps her out there through the door. Uh yeah, and uh Boy, this is this is something, right? You know what was interesting is when I was reading this description of him and, and how he can what all he can do, uh, in the in the show, he just he can't move. He's just laying there, right? Don't they have to kinda of move him around? He can't even get up and yeah, walk. Yeah, he's
0: just kinda of, he's just kinda of like yeah, he's just kinda of like a like a zombie almost.
1: Yeah, and in and in this it seems like you if you guide him, he can still walk. It's almost like he can still stand and move around. Isn't that crazy? There was a line. There there was a line that said that. Um mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, a small crowd of children had gathered to watch her and beyond. She glimpsed women uh, going about their work. They, they talk a little bit about how the how the Calisar has kind of split up and they've scattered, right, and different uh, individuals have taken over. Um, she says Drogos Kallisar is gone. She's kind of shocked by that. The feeble had, had, had hung around uh, women and children, uh, had had maybe stayed with her. So, yeah, she, she just realizes that. And it, they divide into many different smaller... Um, you know, like like a several cows kind of emerge out of this, don't they? because he had a huge horde, uh, and,
0: and yeah. so yeah, oh yeah, his house crazy. I mean, it's enormous, right, right, because he'd never lost. Yeah, mm hmm. Um,
1: so yeah, they kind of explained to her that uh, you know we were too few to stop them. Um, it is the right of the strong to take from the weak. They took many slaves as well, uh, the cows and yours, yet left some uh some few, so uh some of the blood riders have have kind of um or, or people that were really loyal uh to Cal Drogo and and to danny have stayed uh but wow yeah they they go on to describe too what happened uh uh to uh, let's see Mago uh seized her let me see who was who are they talking about here um one of her one of her handmaidens right one of her one of her slaves that she had freed right and, and mego had taken and seized her and ends up you know brutally kind of um, killing her and, and and doing a whole bunch of other terrible things uh, and, and she kind of vows later on that that he will get what's coming to him so she's she's getting more and more hardened and and, uh, and what have you there so uh hmm okay so he was lying on the on the bare red earth staring up at the sun. A dozen blood flies had settled on his body, though he did not seem to feel them. Danny brushed them away, knelt beside him. His eyes were wide open, but did not see. She knew at once that he was blind. When she whispered his name, he did not seem to hear. The wound on his on his breast uh, uh, was uh, as healed as it would ever be, the scar that covered it gray and red and hideous. Uh, why is he out here alone in the sun, she asked. And they say, you know, he kind of... um. He enjoys the warmth, and it's ironic, right, because that's what Danny, that's what, where she got comfort was. As she got closer to the door, uh, the, the icy chill was receding behind her, and, and the warmth was comforting, and she felt like she was at home. Uh, so anyways, he, he also likes to kind of track the sun across the sky. Uh, he can kind mm-hmm. of almost sense that, right, that warmth. Um, he will eat food. Um, if you put it in his mouth. And it also says he will go wherever you lead him, but no further. So it seems like he can move about. Uh, drink if you dribble water onto his lips. So without anyone else there to maybe do those things, he wouldn't live. I don't think. He would need someone to take care of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Danny, uh, I mean she she kisses him she wants to be with him a little bit right but then she she faces Mira Mazdur and says your spells are yeah. ca- are
0: costly they're costly yeah he he yeah he lives you ask for life you paid for life right i mean yeah, this is not life for the one who was who was as drogo was he, he his life was laughter and meat roasting over a fire pit and a horse between his legs his life was an arak in his hand and his bells ringing in his hair as he rode to meet an enemy, his life was uh, his blood riders and me and the sun. I was to give him. Yeah. Um, when will he be as he was? Danny demanded. So this is a big, you know, this is a big uh, line here. Uh, you know, make sure to highlight these. Yeah. Uh, when the sun. Oh, gosh, dang it. And I clicked. And then I clicked off the wrong thing. When the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, said Miramazder. When the seas go dry and the mountains blow and the wind. Uh, like Lee's when your womb quickens again and when you bear uh, a living child, then he will return and not before.
1: Yeah, which is crazy, right? Because because she says uh, later on, and I'm just going to jump to it. She realizes that what that means is mm-hmm. never that, yeah. that he will never be the same, which then would also tell you that her womb will never quicken and that she will never bear a living child. Um. Yeah, and she and well, if you go by the show, she doesn't. Right, and and that's something she kind of thinks about actually as she moves through lovers and and stuff, and 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 uh, you know we as we follow her on her journey, th- this this crosses her mind. Um, and she, it's it's settled. I guess she believes it. She knows that it's true. Because yeah, because if if she can have a child, well then Khal Drogo could could come back. Is it just something that Miramazdar says, or is it? Is there more to it? Um, is it just another way to say never? Like, or does Mira Masder actually know that she cannot bear a, a a living
0: child? Does she know that something's been corrupted uh, in in her womb? Or does Mira Masder know that Daenerys will never have another child? Not that she's not able to, just that she never will because she can see into the future.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, there's, yeah. That too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It, it, like, it, like, again, is it the, is it the corruption or is it just that she knows she never will have one? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but anyways, she says, um, she, she tells everybody to leave us. So, you know, she wants to speak with, um, with, with, uh, Mira Mazder herself. Uh, and, and this is where she kind of gets on her right a little bit. And she, 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 um, the strength kind of comes to her she gets this this fury right uh she says you mm-hmm. knew what I was buying and you knew the price and yet you let me pay it uh and and this is where she kind of says uh she admits
0: yeah she tells her why yeah yeah
1: right they it, it, it was wrong uh, of them to burn my temple that angered uh the great shepherd Whew! so Okay, Danny's like um, th- th- this was no God's work. If I look back, I am lost. She keeps reminding herself of that. Uh, you cheated me. You murdered my child within me. Uh, and then here, here's the here's, here it is. The stallion who mounts the world, which is what Danny and the, everyone was calling her child. Uh, the stallion who mounts the world will burn no cities now. All right, his calisar shall trample no nations into dust. Uh, she said, "I spoke for you. I saved you. Saved me." saved me right she can't believe you saved me uh three riders had taken me uh not as a man takes a woman from behind but as a dog takes a bitch uh the fourth was in me when you rode past how then did you save me and and she goes on to say right that really not even just her and what she went through but the death that she had saw around her her people uh dead and raped and, and and uh just all the destruction right uh people she had just worked on and healed or, or she had just saw earlier, um, you know, all of her good works, I guess, right? Everything that the great shepherd, the blessings that it uh, had given her and she had passed on to the people, those people then were supposed to live lives and go on to do great things and, and, but no, uh, Khal Drogo showed up and, and ends up killing all of her people. Right? So she says, tell me again what you saved. And then Danny says, your life. And then this is when she I think she has a point here. She laughed, uh Miramaster laughed cruelly. Uh look to your call and see what life is worth when all the
0: rest is gone. Um So Yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate here that uh, Danny's ultimately the one that gets punished for all of this. But it's not like Danny at this point in time is All about the. I mean, every time you know, Danny sees all this conquering, and she—it's not like she enjoys it. No, no, no. I mean, she she stops people from raping people. She, you know, she wants she wants to make the world
1: a better place. She she she's working with what she has, and she's doing what she can with the power that she could wield as Khaleesi. So yeah, and that that's all good and well from her point of view, but Mira Mirazir is sort of like done. If I can if I can scatter these people, and if if I can do something to give other people elsewhere a fighting chance I'm going to i'm going to take out cal drogo and i'm going to take out his son and then these people will scatter because maybe she knows their ways or she knows how they're going to you know like what the fallout will be um but man yeah she just makes that 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 point though that that what is the uh, what is life without everybody else, and that's sort of her thing is that like everything around her that she cared about was was dead and was gone and was destroyed uh so yeah you you can live, but what's there to live for um she she had reached that point and uh maybe didn't want anybody else to go through what she had gone through so whew. so anyways, Danny thinks that you know she she could uh, she she could take her head off right she could- she could have her killed right but that's that's just another death. Just more death. So yeah. Um, but she focuses on uh, on Caldrogo and tries to Cal spend Drogo. some time with
0: him, right? Yeah, so you know they led Caldrogo back to her tent and Danny commanded them to fill a tub. and this time there was no blood in the water. She bathed him herself, washing the dirt and the dust from his arms and chest, cleaning his face with a soft cloth, soaping his long black hair and combing the knots and tangles from it till it shone again as she remembered it was well past dark before she was done and danny was exhausted she stopped for drink and food but it was all she could do to nibble at a fig and keep down a mouthful of water she would have been you know uh, sleep would have been a release but she had slept enough too long in truth she owed this night to drogo for all the nights that he that had been and yet might be you know the memory of their first ride was with her when she led him out into the darkness. For the Dothraki believed that all thing of importance in a man's life must be done beneath the open sky. She told herself there were powers stronger um, than hatred, the spells older and truer than any of the Magi had learned. In Ashai, the night was black and moonless, but overhead a million stars burned bright. She took that for an omen. No soft blanket of grass welcomed them there. Only a hard, dusty ground, bare and strewn with stones. No trees stirred in the wind, and there was no stream to soothe her fears with the gentle music of water. Mm. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Well, man, just really setting the stage. It's got, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Well,
1: it, but it is. You're right. It is is uh, setting the stage because there were powers stronger than hatred, and so this is where people get kind of that that conflicting. Like it, Danny seems to be a champion for uh, the people and and she's not gonna dwell on this hate and there were spells older and truer uh than that of the magi uh that that had uh, that she had learned in 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 a shy so she's hopeful i guess she's looking forward to to being able to to make change uh even though she's had experienced all this great loss and her life has been completely uh flipped upside down uh she she's still kind of uh Seeing, looking, seeing at the, st- looking at the stars and, and seeing uh, an omen there, so. Ah, uh, she tries to help uh, Drogo remember their first ride and 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 them being together, uh, how cool and clean the water was, right in the womb of the world. Um, man, there's just no response, right? She's just having this one last kind of moment with him. Uh, she loves him. This is this is the part that like it's, it's uh it's crazy. I think she. Th- when you play the what if game, it's like, I have a feeling she would have had great, great power and sway over, over Drogo. I and mean, this was not any, absolutely, yeah, this was not any just Khaleesi who was, uh, showing up here. This was, she came from another country and, and, uh, mm-hmm. had a, had a throne that was due her, uh, in another land. So it, it, she, this, she could have changed these people. She could have moved these people forward. She could have moved them past raping, pillaging, all that kind of stuff. I mean, who knows? Um, where that would have went but you know it's it's all kind of uh destroyed here all because of a scratch all because of a scratch in the chest (laughs) uh yeah but uh yeah this is when i mean she she even tries
0: to kind of like have a more intimate moment with him right and and Mm -hmm. and and, she's remember she doesn't remember yeah Yeah, remember our first ride together remember the night we made rego Mm-hmm. With the Kalasar all around us and your eyes on my face, remember how cool and clean the water was in the womb of the world. Remember my sun and stars. Remember and come back to me. Yep. Uh, you know she she kind of kisses him. You know on on the head. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. So. You know, then she and when the bleak dawn broke over an empty horizon, Danny knew that he was truly lost to her. When the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, she said, sadly, when the seas go dry and the mountains blow in the winds like leaves, when my womb quickens again and I bear a living child, then you will return my sun and stars and not before. Uh, never, the darkness cried. Never, never, never. Inside the tent, Danny found a cushion, soft silk, stuffed with feathers. She clutched it to her breast as she walked back out to Drogo and her sun and stars. If I look back, I am lost. I hurt even to walk, and she wanted to sleep, to sleep and not to dream. She knelt, kissed Drogo on the lips, and pressed the cushion down on his face.
1: Jabinny Christmas.
0: Jeesh.
1: Good gravy.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah, so, so, there it is, and this is, this is the, uh, yeah, her, her journey, man, like, it, uh, this all sucks, it's all the setup, it's all the, the rising action, everything, she's, she's growing, going through this, this transition, um, the, the dragon is awakening in her, and she's gonna make a... Something huge is going to happen next uh, next Daenerys chapter, and then a clash of kings is just like wow, just cool stuff. Really cool visions yeah. and dreams and and uh, and things with her. So, so that all. So Sir Ezra will be back into uh, enjoying. I mean, I I, I enjoyed that chapter uh, just because there's when you look at it. I'm sort of like, man, how long does that? Af- how long did all that stuff affect Sir Jorah? Right. I mean, did did he really? Did he ever really truly recover from some of the stuff that happened to him in the tent? You know what I mean. Did that weigh on him? Yeah. Did that take years yeah. of his life away? I don't know. I, I I wonder about those things. So, all right, guys, I had a little something here. We wanted to go over in our cool connection. So this red door, lemon tree, lemon gate situation. I uh, wanted to talk about it. A lot of times when the conversation comes up, people um, revert to talking about. Um, parentage, you know, and whether Daenerys was a, um, a true Targaryen or not. And does R plus L equal J actually, all that kind of stuff. So, um, the, I kind of, I kind of whittled down some of this, this theory and pulled out the pieces that really just talk about Lemongate and really just focus in on the idea that it's significant. So, The author of this has a bunch of ideas about parentage, but I pulled all that and just sort of tossed it aside and then uh, kind of filled in the blanks here. I even pulled in some of my own uh, quotes from the um, Game of Thrones, just so you guys could kind of hear more about this and and understand what it is and really determine for yourself whether you think it's significant. So here we go. Um, Lemongate is a fan term for the ongoing mystery of the house with the red door, Daenerys and Viserys' childhood home. Daenerys believes that the red door is in Braavos, but the most prevalent aspect of her memory is the lemon, tree, the lemon tree outside her window. We've been told multiple times in multiple different ways and in multiple different books that lemon trees don't grow in Braavos. So that's the big, um, the big deal here right? with, with, uh, with Lemongate is that uh, there's some discrepancy in, in her memory perhaps. Um, let's see. On its own right, or on its own, we might suspect that uh, there's some author error. After all, the house with the red door memories were introduced in a game, um, so, yeah, in a Game of Thrones, and we didn't, uh, really get a thorough examination of how completely opposite Bravos is to the memories Danny has of her childhood until A Feast for Crows. Yet the lemon hints are present before that. In fact, lemons are the most prominent fruit in our story, having been focused on specifically from the beginning in Sansa and Arya's love of lemon cakes. And furthermore, nothing else about Danny's memories fit with the Bravos we know. Okay, she remembers sun and grass and uh, hot, sweet smells, but the weather in Bravos is either rain, fog, or freezing rain. Uh, some people use the red door slash lemon tree theory to indicate that Danny is not the daughter of Ares, the Mad King, and his wife Rayella. Um So we're not going to talk mu- much about this, but I did think this was this bit was interesting. So it, it, it's it's interesting to note that Rayella, uh who was physically abused and had had uh, several uh, miscarriages, uh, you know, some might think that it's unlikely that she would be able to successfully bear a child in the middle of. What was known as the greatest storm in living memory. Okay, so that's. (laughs) Take that for what you will. Uh, There are a number of other odd things about a pregnant Rayella, you know, and and her supposed flight to Dragonstone. For instance, Daenerys uh, and Jamie's recollection of Rayella's flight is wildly different. Uh, Danny believes that Viserys accompanied the pregnant Rayella, but we have no idea if that is true. But as for Danny not being the child of Ares and Rayella, why is that such a tough pill to swallow? our male lead had a secret heritage and will seemingly grant him access to powers and put him in position to save the world from the others. Why not our female lead? So that's sort of, um, one of the many tangents that, that, that this, um, uh, user goes on to kind of, you know, talk, talk about, the the parentage and things. Let me see if I can find real quick. Oh yeah. So this was done by Holloway, Holloway division, uh, best of 2017. Great, great post. And If you want the whole thing, I can kind of post a link to it. I whittled it down to what I think we we, we need here. So, okay. So, anyways, back to the red door with lemon trees. In this is uh, I went back and I found for us just the first sort of time that the red door is mentioned. Uh, a Game of Thrones. Daenerys one quote: She did not remember Dragonstone either. They had run again uh, just before the usurper's brother set sail with his new newly built. Fleet. By then, only Dragonstone itself, the ancient seat of their house, had remained of the seven kingdoms that had once been theirs. It would not remain for long. The garrison had been prepared to sell them to the usurper, but one night, Sir William Derry and four loyal men had broken into the nursery and stolen them both, along with her wet nurse, and they set sail under the cover of darkness for the safety of... Of the Bravosian coast. Now, this is where some people kind of think that a false trail might have been left. You know, maybe that was the story that they left with someone, another servant. There is that they that they sailed to Bravos. When in reality, Sir William Derry might have uh, actually sailed for Dorne. So here we go. We'll continue on same chapter. Uh, Daenerys one. She remembered Sir William. Uh, Sir Willem, sorry, uh, Dimly, uh, a a a great gray. Uh, "'Bear of a man, half-blind, roaring, bellowing orders from his sickbed. "'The servants had lived in terror of him, and he had always been kind, "'but he had always been kind to Danny. "'He called her Little Princess, and sometimes My Lady, "'and his hands were soft as old leather. "'He never uh, left his bed, though, "'and the smell of sickness clung to him day and night, "'a hot, moist, sickly-sweet sickly odor. "'That was when they lived in Bravos, in the big house with the red door. "'Danny had her own room there.' with a lemon tree outside her window. After Sir Willem had died, the servants had stolen what little money they had left, and soon after, uh, they had been put out of the big house. Danny had cried when the red door closed behind them forever. Okay. So, now, to counter this, a lot of people will bring up the idea of of courts and gardens, and if you lived with the mighty and the wealthy, it's said that they had these courtyards where, where uh, maybe you could have had a tree like this. So, here's one of those quotes. So, um, there's no more wood. Uh, Darren had, had paid the innkeep double for a room um, with a fireplace, but none of them had realized that wood would be so costly here. Trees did not grow in Bravos, uh, save in the courts and the gardens of the mighty. So people refer to that to say, yeah, you know, obviously they could grow um, maybe a lemon tree in the courtyard. Uh, let's see. So our Reddit user kind of contends with that a little bit, though, saying that... Um, uh, there's two problems with this. First of all, let's address the Sea Lord's palace and why it doesn't fit. Daenerys associates the house with the red door, with a peaceful, isolated, happy life. In other words, the last Targaryens were trying to keep a very low profile, uh, being kept as a political, being kept as political capital by the Sea Lord in a magnificent palace with hundreds of rooms uh, and a frickin' zoo uh, is something Danny would have remembered. Second, just because the mighty can afford trees doesn't mean that they can magically create a climate in which citrus trees can grow. After all, I think Danny would also remember if her treasured house of childhood innocence was encased in a mighty, mirish greenhouse. So, if you uh, look past all the debates about parentage, uh, this is something I can add in here, and we, we should be able to focus in and, and accept that there is something interesting about Danny's. Uh, childhood memories. There's some type of discrepancy. Why the discrepancy? Uh, what does this mean? If you, uh, if you don't think it's just a minor detail or or an author mistake, then we actually have a a response from George himself. So he was asked about this very topic on Live Journal. Uh Let's see, our fan here says um, Danny remembers a, a lemon tree outside the house with the red door in Bravos, but citrus trees shouldn't really grow in Bravos's cold, foggy climate. Is this discrepancy significant? Does it point to future revelations about Danny's past? Thank you so much. Uh, in a very uncharacteristic fashion, George actually responds, not with just the whole you know, he typically says like keep reading, right? But uh, he, he pretty much well he, he pretty much confirms that, that it is significant. He says very perceptive of you. Yes it does point to dot dot dot. Well, that would be telling. So there it is cut out all of the other Ashara Dane, all the other crazy stuff with parentage, and just look at the idea that there's something interesting about this red door that keeps, keeps kind of popping up. And so it popped up in this chapter. Uh, Sir Matt and I wanted to talk about it because what we know about her is that um, she was with her brother Viserys, right? And he was the Beggar King and they kind of went from place to place and they were without a home. Right. But during all of that time, uh, when he is the Beggar King and they're moving around, she recalls an early, earlier memory where uh she was raised in this place with the red door. So
0: yeah, I mean it uh the everyone's you know the most the most likely candidate would be Dorn.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh-huh, that's mentioned because the like the pack, I mean uh Doran Martell kind of talks about uh making an alliance between House Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's
0: just some you know that's something that the the, the whole Dorn angle, you know, you know I talked about this. The show just man, it just dis- dismisses it so quickly that end up losing a uh, a lot of it but um you know it seems like in wins a winter dorn's going to be a much bigger player.
1: Yes it does. Yeah, Ariana kind of m- going to make it, to secure an alliance. Uh, we know uh Quentin was going down to to try to to um, marry uh Danny. He was going to propose that to her and then she she denies him so he tries to do something stupid and brave and uh <laughs> gets himself killed. All right, he gets Spoilers, all right. I mean, he's yeah, <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, I really, I actually really liked him, so I mean, it was kind of, it was upsetting when that happened. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, people, when you get into this theory, uh, uh people want to talk more about parentage and stuff. And so, the one I have pulled up here is something that we'll have to do a little bit later, the full thing, because it talks it, it talks a lot about the idea that that um, we're not debating. Whether R plus L equals J or uh, R plus L equals uh, D, by the way, which which is a something people have mentioned. Uh, Again, this individual. uh, Well, I mean, you know, Danny's thinking about a red a red door, and is born very close to around the time that Jon Snow is born. But people have looked at like, well, there's um, little references that indicate which one was born first, and and so on. Uh, So, but the tower of joy is is in dorn correct i mean it's it's a deer it's mm-hmm. it's down there so it's sort of like if someone not was not too far
0: D- it looks like it's not too far from like starfall and the door and the um uh the yeah. Uh, danes
1: yeah yeah so so anyways that's sort of what that theory is about um let me go down here to 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 get the gist of this so um Okay, uh, Lemongate is the simple, irrefutable fact that Danny's house with the red door was not in Bravos. Um, so this does not mean that R plus L equals D, and it does not disqualify uh, R plus L equals J. However, it is a clue of some importance, as confirmed by George himself. So basically this person is trying to say, like, let's accept the fact that uh, there's something significant to her thinking about her home, being in a in a warm climate, because Bravo's isn't necessarily like warm. It's not really. It, it's directly across from, um, uh, uh, the Vale, right? I mean, it's isn't it? It's it's somewhat across the way mm-hmm. from. So it's it,
0: yeah. Anyways, I think we think of it. I think we think of it as being a little bit warmer. We do, we do. Uh, but it's it's uh. Let me, let me read on here. I mean, it could just it could just be the region, just because it's on the same line, you know um does you know the you know if there's mountains and stuff like that that kind of changes it and the veil is more of a mountainous terrain um so i wouldn't say it's probably not as warm as like king's landing or certainly not dorn but it's certainly obviously warmer than like the veil.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, a couple a couple other points here uh like one of the questions we, we think about is and we were talking about this is why obran uh tried to raise dorn for viserys uh you know did did, uh, did he and did he and uh, Duran have Viserys in their possession perhaps in Lemonwood? That's another interesting uh, note there that there's a place called Lemonwood uh, in in Dorn. Uh, why has Gurm written the Sea Lord of Bravos as a man on uh, his deathbed so he will never be able to confirm the supposed uh, marriage pack or anything you know, sh- sheltering or any sheltering of Daenerys. Um, let's see. Uh oh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot more. There's there's so much more. Co- the connections to later stuff in the books with the high towers and like, uh, s- some of how they they, gosh, were passed from from lord to lord or went from house to house and things. So, uh, anyways, it's just a cool little theory. So if you want to look it up, I mean, I can post this link here, but it talks more about parentage, which I don't really want to do. Uh, I don't really want to talk about, you know, whether it, that um, R plus a, R plus L equals D, uh, which is what a lot of people. When you start talking about this, a lot of people think that's what you're. That's what you're talking about. Um, they they think that you're 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 indicating that that um, Daenerys is Rhaegar and Lyanna's child, and then thus mm-hmm. was was possibly raised in in Dorne. in Dorne. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's cool little little thing. So so if you guys have thoughts and theories on on the Red Door and and why is it significant? Why does she keep thinking about it? Why is it seen? Why does it keep cropping up? Will we ever learn what it means to her? Uh, I think that'd be, that'd be interesting to hear from you guys on that. Perfect. So, perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. And this week, we, uh, we have a raven from uh, Sir Silas the Immune. So here we go. Uh, Good day, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt. I have not sent a raven since this first one due to the sudden popularity of your podcast. I was worried my raven may have uh, lost its way uh, uh, due to the number of other ravens heading your way. Okay, I'm writing now because a few weeks ago I finally became a patron of your great podcast and came up with a backstory uh, to my hedge knight. I don't know if anyone... Does this, but I thought this would be kind of fun. And yes, people would definitely do, so this is great. Uh, My name is Sir Silas the Immune. I come from a large village in the north that no no longer exists due to an unknown sickness that swept through my people. Old Town sent maesters to try and help slash study us, and one noticed I was the only person who didn't catch the sickness. I was nothing more uh, than a curious, uh, I'm sorry, Yeah, I was nothing more than a curious to the rest of uh, the maesters, but as the people in my village died, I still remained, uh, and and Maester Jonathan decided that I should come with him. Okay. The great maesters thought nothing of a young boy who happened to survive an unknown sickness that killed the rest of his village, and told Jonathan um, I had no place with them. He thought different, and since he was... Uh, knighted before joining the order, he left and became a hedge knight with me as his squire. We traveled far and wide on many adventures and healed many sick people uh, as that was Jonathan's calling. He continued to study slash teach me and and, uh, found I never caught a cold nor caught the most contagious sickness we dealt with it became extremely useful because he sent me into places to help those with a sickness he couldn't help due to fear of catching it himself. Wow. Our final adventure together was to reach old Valeria and study the stone men in the hopes of finding a cure to grayscale. While we were there, the inevitable happened. Jonathan caught grayscale and I watched my mentor and only friend slowly lose himself. Once he realized he was too far gone, uh, to try saving, he he knighted me and ended his life before before his mind was completely gone. Wow. okay, I was in dark, I was in a dark place for a while after that, uh, and stayed in Old Valeria just wondering. Often I wished it was me who had caught Greyscale, for I knew Jonathan could have saved me in a way I couldn't have saved him. What saved me from this place was finding an old Valyrian sword uh, in one of the old buildings next to a uh, dead stone man who found it from who knows where. Finding this sword gave me strength and hope, and I decided to go back to the Seven Kingdoms to continue the work Jonathan started. On my journey home, uh, I have heard of the wars raging, and I know, and know I made the right choice. The kingdom is bleeding, and now, more than ever, they need a healer. I understand this is a long raven, and you may not be able to read it, but I wanted to be more a part of your, your community. This was great. This is awesome. This is fantastic. So, uh, may, may the gods heal your wounds, Sir Silas. Thank you
0: very much. This was epic. We appreciate it.
1: Great backstory. Right.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Sir Ezra and I are going to continue. Um, we got the Patreon series. Um, by the time this comes out, this should be coming out on Labor Day. So it'll be September, which means uh, part three of our Tourney at Heron Hall series will be coming uh, here shortly, which is um, the abduction of Lyanna Stark and why it kind of happened, how it possibly went down, because we know it takes place sometime after Hall So, you know, what kind of happened in that in between time? Yeah. Um, so, you know, cause he, he crowns her queen of love and beauty and then there's some time in between and then he, you know, air quote abducts her. So, uh, that's kind of what it, it's breaking down. It's part of our big four part turning at Hall series. Uh, which is an even bigger part of our kind of show watcher's guide to the books, uh, providing that backstory for all of you guys who are, uh, you know, maybe just you're getting to the reread for the first time. So, um, yeah, stay tuned uh, for that. Check that out on Patreon.com. Yeah, and, and and also I've told folks, by the way, I've had people
1: uh, reaching out, like asking when um, A Clash of Kings is going to start. And to all of those folks I, I and anyone who's kind of wondering, like, do I need to go back and listen to everything? It'd be great if you want to go back and listen to the whole um, just our, our companion to a game of Thrones. It's awesome. But if you also want to just pick mm-hmm. right up with the clash of Kings and, and keep, keep moving on. Uh, I think that's, I think that's totally fine and, and, and doable. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I mean, I hate to say, it, but even if you are like, it's your first time and you just kind of want something, uh, to, 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 you want to dig a little deeper. There are some, some cool, uh, chapters and some really important chapters that if you reach out to Sir Matt and I, we could maybe let you know which ones to go back and and, and read about, you know, some of the brand chapters and his dreams and visions are, are, mm-hmm. are really good uh, to make sure you have under your belt before yeah, you start. And,
0: and I'll, say, I'll say the easiest, pl- I would say arguably the easiest place to jump into the books. Um, obviously, you know, Game of Thrones is the, is the easiest place. Yeah. But um, certainly a, I think a Clash of Kings is, is a decent place to start if you're coming from the show because... The first season and the first book are easily the most in line with each other. Yeah It's really when you get to Clash of Kings is when there's they start introducing the a lot more characters and you know, there's just so many um, differences and that's really where it, the, it kind of separates you know they go on, they go on pretty pretty different paths. And so I think that um, you know again a lot of the stuff that happens, it happens almost the same way in the in the first season and the first season actually uses a lot of the dialogue straight from the books so i think that that's a pretty good um place to jump into the books is a clash of kings yeah yep okay awesome yeah so, so. all all right well uh to we thank you guys for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing chapter 69 Tyrion 9
1: If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a
0: raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember to hear my roar.